Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. I don't have a catchy opening for this one. That's okay, Mr. Sal. There's no need <laughs> because we're here previewing season six of Better Call Saul, which is more to say going back over what happened in season five to see if we can remember what's happened over two plus years since uh, its inception. I can't remember anything. Oh, come on. But that's okay, Mr. Sal. And you too, listener. Because I've rewatched all season five in the last like two, three weeks to make sure I'm ready for uh, season six, which will come out for us two weeks from now. It's the 18th. So, yeah, uh, actually a week, a week from when this will post. So, OK, uh, yeah. it's exciting. Kind of, it is very exciting. A fun, fun fact. The Showhoppers podcast is basically incepted thanks to Better Call Saul. Yeah, this podcast would not exist had an epic for Better Call Saul. However, ironically, we've never done a Better Call Saul podcast until like almost 200, uh, 200 episodes later. <laughs> but, you know what? Let's, let's do something with the series that actually got it started, shouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, in our defense, though, they haven't really. It, it's also on them. They didn't release season six for this long. So yeah. it's, it's it's a two-way street. I mean, we could have gone back and, and done the whole series leading up to this. But, you know, who has time for that? Apparently yeah. we do, but yeah, not for do. this one. Apparently, sadly <laughs> so. not. Yeah, probably probably in a different world we could have if we didn't cover other series or did something. But yeah. I don't. I, I mean, have no regrets. Is, this is just a little bit longer than any other series that we've covered, except for Lost. So yeah. and we've even know, finished that, Lost. So not, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is exciting for us to, to be getting into this. And you know, it, for those of you who haven't heard Showhoppers before, go back and check out our other stuff. We've covered all of the leftovers. All of Ozark, except for the stuff that's happening right now, which we will be covering, uh, that's about to happen, I should say. April 29th is season 4.2 or 4B of Ozark. You know, we've covered most of Lost. We're in season five now. We've covered all of Centaur World. We've covered Russian Doll season one, and we will cover season two eventually. Uh, and what else? Uh, some Black Mirror episodes. Somebody, so. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff in the show hoppers catalog but we're excited to be on better call Saul. do you want to tell a little bit about why this incepted show hoppers i mean yeah, yeah. so the, the main exception behind it was i know uh you had liked breaking bad i had liked breaking bad and this is when season five was airing uh i'm trying to remember when right, Saul first right. came out i followed season one so this is just me personally yeah. I, don't, I don't know you i followed season one I might have followed season two, but then I fell off the bandwagon for oh. when the next seasons came out. But then I caught back up right before season five, followed with season five. And while season five was going, after each episode, me and Mr. Sal would have lengthy text discussions about the episode and like where we thought it was going and you know some other stuff related to it, our, our, our opinions on it. There's one, there's one episode here that I remember we had, <laughs> episode eight, I remember back yeah. then we had some opposing viewpoints on but we <laughs> we you know we would talk about how we felt about the episode and then the the thought kind of hey let's why why text about it when we could talk about it and record it and then put it online for other people to listen to because yep. we value you listener we value you immensely we do yeah. we appreciate your listenership and uh, we're looking forward to covering this series that started it all yeah. so let's do it so oh, oh. let's oh. We have a we have an exciting treat after we kind of preview season six and look back on season five. An exciting competition between Kurt and me that we're going to 
instill into our viewership of this season. So stay tuned to the end of this podcast to, to hear about that. Yes, it is. It is an exciting way. It's not a survive like uh, Ozarks was, if, if you guys have listened mm-hmm. to Ozark. Um, but it is in the same vein of we are going to do a draft right. pick. But you'll have to see what that is later in the episode. Start yes. off, Mr. Sal. But we're both yes. very excited for, and I think most people probably listening to this, I would hope to some extent are excited for, are the gene scenes, right? Oh, that is not top of my list. That is the top. I, I secretly am hoping, so for those of you that don't know, because I've actually have talked to people that were kind of confused or didn't quite understand, gene scenes are referring to the beginning of every season and only the beginning of the seasons uh, have these black and white scenes, which are, um, I guess, Jimmy McGill, later Saul Goodman, and now Gene. I don't know what his last name is. I think they show it. Maybe they don't. I can't uh, remember. But he, it's him in the future after the events of Breaking Bad. Because Better Call Saul is a prequel, you got Breaking Bad, and then Gene scenes. And so it's just him now, the latest in the timeline that we've seen and what he's doing. So in the late, I mean, at least what I'm kind of hoping for is the next season does not start with a Gene scene, I hope. Because if it doesn't, oh. then I then I then I know like I'll feel so hopeful that we'll get like a full episode gene scene or like yeah. you know something more. But <clears> then, I mean, then I, I start it off and then still get a full episode gene scene. I don't know. I, I would love full episode gene scene. I have this fantasy that they're they split this last season into two parts because <laughs> the entire second part will be all gene. <laughs> Or as much shit as possible. I just, yeah. The no, issue just, is, just they're, yeah, yeah, they're, no. They're done with the past and they've moved on to this, yeah. this next chapter. That that's that that's like um, it's like a kid wanting a ton of candy. Like we don't no, realize yeah. it's bad for us. Like we, yeah. it probably would be yeah. terrible. <laughs> they did. They're like, listen, we can't work with like well, I, I, how many episodes are in the season? Like the second half? Is it? I think it's seven, it seven and, six? and seven or I think I oh, think is that it's what it is? one. It's six or seven. Okay. Six and then seven or seven and six. I thought I it was seven and seven. Maybe it's seven and six. I can't. Remember. Maybe it's seven and seven. But either case, six, seven episodes. Gene. <laughs> I don't know if they can. I don't know what they could do with that. It depends. They'd have well, to bring back old characters. But I want at least a full episode of Gene. Yes. Yes, and I agree with you. So, what happened last Gene scenes? Well, we'll, we'll talk about a bit. End of season three Gene scene. If you don't remember, Mr. Style, he collapses. Okay. And then the yes. season four Gene scene is him in the hospital. And the big part of it is that when he's getting a ride home from his taxi driver, he's paranoid that he's recognized him because he keeps mm-hmm. looking at him in the mirror. So he gets out early. There you go. Now he's got this, the he's got the Albuquerque Adams mm-hmm. yep. thing hanging out on uh, his little uh, rear view mirror. Yep. Yep. So we get to the season five here where he's paranoid. He changes his license plate. He kind of avoids home and work for a bit. But eventually he does go back to work, um, Gene. And when he does go back to work on his lunch break, the taxi driver who we learn's name is Jeff. So if you want to know that his name's Jeff, recognizes him as Saul Goodman, confronts him and even gets um, Gene to do like, you know, uh, his little catchphrase, the Saul Goodman catchphrase. So this causes Gene to go and call the vacuum cleaner guy who is willing to pick him up. But Gene decides to cancel it because he's going to go fix it himself, whatever that is. And that's the end. And then of he it. makes an. I thought he made another phone call. No. No, I don't think he does. Maybe maybe he doesn't okay. hang it up. I I don't think he does. I don't think he makes another phone call. Now by his catchphrase, I assume you mean better call Saul. Yeah, it's better call Saul. That yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. better call Saul. Uh, mm-hmm. So a very exciting part, just because Gene Gene has been it, 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 better call Saul the the series itself, not the Gene scenes, shows like Jimmy getting more and more confidence, right? He's, He's got some gusto in his step. 
but and even in Breaking Bad, he's kind of like you know charismatic and he carries himself. But Gene doesn't do that whatsoever. He's very timid, right? He's scared of everything, and I mean it. It shows immensely, but it ends with him finally being willing to stand up for himself. Whatever that may be, we don't know. But he's right. willing to do something, and it's I don't know what it is. He does long for the Better Call Saul days, though. He's got he all the recordings of the commercials that he sits in his house and watches mm-hmm. at night. I don't know if you remember that. I think that's yes. season one. Yeah, I don't know what's he. Yeah, but yeah, I do remember that he has a. He's got like a box of some stuff, and I think some jewels. He has a box of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the jeans. You know, it's funny that you say that. You know, people who didn't realize that the gene scenes are. Saul in the future because I don't know how you enjoy this series if you don't know that. I, yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be critical of, of people who didn't get it. I'm just, I'm just wondering how they enjoy the series if they don't, if they don't get that. But it, Michelle, it takes a little bit of magic, which speaking Uh-oh. of which, because this is the first episode of the season, Magic Man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> very, very brief overview of what happens in Magic Man. I was you want to see for Gene scene, actually. I <laughs> thought that you were making a Centaur World reference. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Just the Magic Man. All right. But anything yep. you want to see the Gene scenes? No, the, 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 we've already We're very hyped about it. We're very hyped about them. So be it. Yes. Magic Man, yeah. premiere episode. The three big takeaways from it is that Jimmy's back to being a lawyer and he changes his name to Saul Goodman to capitalize on the brand he's built selling these phones and he gets mm-hmm. the world's best lawyer mug as a gift from Kim so will come into play later and mm-hmm. he does this whole phone giveaway thing if you remember that you know I think he had it in the trailers back the time is when he does that giveaway so uh when he's like with the bikers uh I don't know if it's not just bikers but it's all sorts of people come down he has like a tent set up uh he yeah, invites yeah, him okay. in gives him a free phone but he gives him a bit of a pitch and he's on their yep. speed dial and yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay. So he does that. Uh, Lalo wants to make sure that the uh, his business is going well uh, and kind of learns that at um, a dealer's location, their product is not their product. Something is wrong with it. So he figures out it's from Gus's Gus's distribution. If you don't, if, if you haven't remembered the series, Gus has taken over distribution of all the Salamanca enterprises. All the distribution goes through Gus. And then they get the mm-hmm. product anyway, which has changed from earlier in the series where the Salamancas were transporting their own stuff. But now Gus that's transports right. all of it. And that's a bit of a yeah. you know, tension between them. And so, this is the first se- full season of Lalo. Is that right? I think so. Because I think he came in season four. I think that's right. I, I think he I think he came at the end of season four. Yeah. Much like <laughs> Javi came in the in beginning of season four. And I was like, never mind. Uh, I have this mental five. thing where I just interchange Lalo and Javi all the time. So. Really, soon they're different characters, Mister Sound. <laughs> very, yes, not very, not very uh, much at all. But Javi but and Lalo, Lalo they're more. they're pretty far apart in the alphabet. There's at least I'm, a cane between them. I'm going to give Lalo a lot more credit than I give Javi because Lalo's the OG, first of all, yeah. and second of all, he will have a longer tenure on the series than Javi. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's already had, yeah, he'll have. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, most certainly. So, so, so Lalo gets to do whatever he wants in this last season. <laughs> okay, unlike unlike Javi and Ozark, who does whatever he wants, even though I don't. He hasn't earned like it. it. <laughs> he hasn't earned it. Anyway, so I don't want to spoil well, Ozark too much. Okay, no, no, you're good. So, uh, well, anyway, so this whole product issue, Juan Bolsa comes up. Gus and Lalo sit down, and Gus kind of explains with the issue. Claims that this the Ziegler character, as I'm sure you remember, Warner Ziegler stole some product, 
and then they tried to replace it. So that that's what I caused loved, it here. I loved Werner so much. And there, there, there's the end of that. So the two must coexist. That's the end of that for now. Um, the the last part of the episode that I'll mention on is Mike and some of Gus's goons send off threads of Warner Ziegler's um, boys, I guess, or construction crew mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. They're getting full pay, but they've got to go. And Mike has remorse for what happened to Ziegler. Okay, yeah. and this um he tells Gus that he's out, and he leaves. And I'm not going to go into it too much, but he'll go through his arc of, um, he'll drink quite a bit. He'll be very sad and down. He'll snap at his granddaughter. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll beat up some guys on the street, uh, and then he'll go back, and then they'll beat him up. And yeah, I, <laughs> well, we'll pick it back up there then. But there you go. So there's yeah. there's that Warner. For those of you that don't remember, was the head of the construction crew. Uh, yeah. who tried to well he did he he escaped their little shank their little private place to keep them uh because they're building a very secret underground future meth lab and he uh, escaped to go visit his wife because he uh, he longed to and uh, yeah. he got he got uh, and mike had to kill him for it so there you go oh man i miss mm-hmm. Werner. I, he was he, one of my favorite characters in the series that's because he was german Maybe <laughs> you're hoping you're like, I hope he speaks <laughs> German, so I feel good about myself. That way, I, I can show that. Oh, he actually said hello. <laughs> right, right, Michelle, how do you say hello in German? Hello, hello. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. That's uh... <laughs> anyway, though. Enough of that. Let's get 50% off on the second episode, Mr. Sal, which is titled 50% off. There you go. These are spectacular current things. That was not a very good transition. This is where I, Mike, Mike snaps at his granddaughter in this episode, but this is also the episode where Gus threatens oh, Nacho. Hold on a second. Is this where Mike goes, you're done? Yes, yes. They're working <laughs> on it. And yeah. yeah, basically the granddaughter's asking about her dad, Mike's um, son, and oh, he, yeah. he was one of the good guys, blah, 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 some, some other stuff. And it, it really yeah triggered something in Mike. And yeah, he... he Cut her off. You're done. You're doing you're it wrong. <laughs> if you're not gonna do it right, don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know so, why I'm laughing. It was tra- kind of a tragic scene, but <laughs> yeah. Mike feels bad about it afterward. But yeah, no, that, that 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 is um this episode. So we get that. Uh, this is the episode where Gus, all you know, in previous seasons they've shot Nacho and whatnot, but he threatens Nacho by kidnapping him at night bring him in a car and then having Victor, one of his goons go into his dad's um, place. I don't know if his dad's shop or if it's just a place where his dad's hanging out and kind of stand by him showing the fact that they could harm, you know, basically threatening to kill his dad. Uh, yeah. And they tell him that they want to know everything Lalo knows and everything Lalo does. And Nacho will need to gain his trust. How he's going to do it. Gus doesn't care, but he has to gain his trust somehow in order. Mm-hmm. And how he accomplishes that is, he earns his trust by Crazy Eight. He's playing a poker game. We learn the origin of his nickname, Crazy Eight, during this uh, poker game. <laughs> yeah. During which uh, there's a call from a dealer house. Some drugs got stuck down a gutter, and it's his job to fix the situation. So he goes there. He's at a ladder. He's trying to get him out of the gutter drain. And while this happens, the police come and pick him up. Right? They, they come. He's arrested. And now Lalo and Nacho are on the scene and Lalo's worried about all the remaining product left in the house. So what does Nacho do? He risks it all, does some hardcore parkour, gets in there, gets out and gets the product and earns Lalo's trust. 
which you will yep. see build throughout the season. So that's okay, also. yeah, and I remember, I had forgotten about this, so I'm glad you're telling me. Okay, good. <laughs> so that. Uh, the 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 other the, the other bit here is actually quite minor. Uh, Jimmy basically all, all this episode is him getting back in the swing of things. He's kind of mixing his lawyer skills with a bit of conman skills. Like for example, he gets himself trapped in an elevator with a prosecutor or maybe even the DA. I'm not sure. And um, to make um, agreements, what's that called? When yeah, you make an agreement instead of going to court. Oh, settlement. A plea bargain, settlement, something, yeah. Or plea uh, bargain, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're making bargains and whatnot. So anyway, it's, it's a bit of that. So it's him just, you know, he's, he's churning through clients, making making that dough. So there you go. Now, that was an intentional stuck elevator, right? Yes, yes. He paid, yeah. They showed that he paid off the uh, maintenance guy to get the elevator yeah. stuck. So it okay. was intentional, yes. <laughs> And That's why really is the episode called Fifty Percent Off? Fifty Percent Off is because he admit he. Oh, this is I wasn't going to go into this, but um, episode one, uh, he does the cell phone thing, and mm-hmm. before the cell phone thing, he's telling Kim like all this stuff, and that you know maybe I'll even offer fifty percent off for non-felon crimes within the first like two three weeks or something, and then Kim yeah. just goes, no, isn't you know it, don't you think that's you're, you're you're incentivizing crime or something or something like that and. Jimmy goes something to the effect of, yeah, you know, that would sound desperate, doesn't it? But he ends up doing that anyway <laughs> to the group of people. He offers them 50% off because they get angry when he runs out of phones. And, yeah. uh, and then they take his business cards. And then here he admits to Kim that he um, that he did, uh, he did the 50% off thing. Oh, okay. So, because uh, he feels, uh, I don't know. There you go. So that's just, right. it's, not, it's not too important. Uh, okay. uh, no, though, this episode ends with Nacho picking up Jimmy for his legal services because Crazy Eight's been uh, picked up. Oh, that's right. Yep. He drops the ice cream if you remember that. Mm. Oh, the ants. The ants, yeah, because the next episode starts with the ants. Oh, uh, my God. What a cool shot that is. Definitely. Speaking of the next episode, Mr. Zuckers, you're the guy for this. This episode. That was the title. <laughs> Which I'm that's sure you know who I... says that. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to you when I wanted to start the podcast. I said, Kurt, you're the guy for this. But this is uh, this is Lalo who says this, this to, to Jimmy. Thing. Yes, yes, yes. Because and, uh, that's immediately what happens beginning of the episode. Jimmy meets Lalo. Uh, they, you know, he's the guy to help get Crazy Eight out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what Jimmy does is he goes uh, to Crazy Eight. He has a script. Crazy Eight remembers it. We see Hank and Steve Gomi for the first time in the series. Oh, that's right. Uh, they go to Crazy Eight, um, and they basically con, they swindle them into letting Crazy Eight becoming a CI. It's contingent though on the fact that they get a bust from his information. His information is credible, right? It's yeah. not. It's not just false information, which Jimmy and Crazy Eight agree to. This is credible information, and. Um, there you go. Jimmy's part's done. Now, what the information really is, is crazy. It's given up the whereabouts to a dead drop of one of Gus's people. Okay. Right. So Lalo's plan yep. is to throw one of Gus's dead drops under the bus to get one of his guys out as a CI yep. working for him. Nacho tells Gus this and, um, you know, the, the problem is if the money isn't there, Lalo will know there's a rat of some sort. So this is the, the right. problem stuck with Gus. Uh, I will I will leave that there because that that that's the end of that for the episode. Next episode is when we'll get more the, of that. So the dead the dead drop happens in the next episode. The dead right? drop happens in the next episode. Yeah. Okay. So yep. I'm, I'm leaving it there, but that that that's the predicament there. Yeah. 
other noteworthy things in the episode mike drinks excessively and beats up the guy that happens in this episode <laughs> okay uh first time he sees those groups of guys and beats him up at least one of them uh nacho's dad visits him and basically tells his son he knows he's trying to buy his business and he refuses to leave so nacho yeah. will either have to live with that or go to the police and you know report mm-hmm. himself because his dad is not going to run nacho can run if he wants to but oh, boy uh, his dad refuses to run as for kim mesa verde as you know that's her big client at this is cns yep. or snc a choice whites and i don't even know but the firm she works oh at. yeah i got uh, you yep mm-hmm. there's mr ackler at his house they need him to leave to start construction, but no dice. Oh, yeah. Kim tries to return at night, hoping to have a heart-to-heart sympathy. But again, no dice. Mr. Ackler is not part of it whatsoever. Although, that being said, Kim seems to have sympathy for his plight, even though Mr. Ackler cares not for Kim. Noteworthy. Right. So, mm-hmm. And that that ends that one, Mr. Cell. So, Namaste is the title Namaste. of the next episode. Okay. <laughs> Anything? Well, anything on the previous episode there? The guy for this? No, 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 that's, no that's yeah, that's that's um, yeah, I remembered a lot of that, but I had forgotten about um, what did I forget about the uh, the mic stuff completely? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you should. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, now I'm gonna stay here, Mister Sal, because Jimmy goes out to uh to lunch with Howard, and Howard offers him a spot at is it HMM or is JMM? I forgot what the no, it's it's H H H yeah. You're right. I'm thinking of um Jimmy's uh Jimmy's um the the case that Kim got him has embroidered J M M on it. Right. No, this is Hamlin Hamlin yeah Hamlin Hamlin Miguel Miguel yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, but Jimmy's gonna think on it, and later in the episode, uh, Jimmy will bowling ball Howard's car, which the license plate is Namaste. That's why the title of the episode is Namaste. So yeah. Uh, meanwhile, though, we have a Tumacary situation. How does I say it? Is that how you say that place? Tumacary? Tumacary? Tumac- it's, it's, I have no idea. It, it's the location that they want to build this lot, but Mr. Ackler is not playing okay. ball. That's that's the situation. Um, Kim is trying to sway Kevin. He's the CEO. He's the guy, you know, he's the southern leader of uh, yep. Mesa Verde, the banking company. Yeah. You know, he tr- she tries to sway Kevin from giving up on going after Ackler's home, but no dice. He wants that lot. Okay, that's a lot yeah. for him. So, because of that, under Kim's request, Jimmy goes to Ackler at the end of the episode and offers to represent him in Ackler's ball. So, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's how that goes. Meanwhile, though, as for the dead drop stuff, Hank and Gomi stake out the dead drop. They see the act in action, someone going and picking up money. They pursue, and the person manages to get away but they get the money that's left behind. Uh, so they, you know, Gomi takes it as a win. Hank doesn't because they lost the guy and Gus gets a call back saying everything went according to plan. So I guess right. that's what they yeah. wanted to do. So right. it all went fine. And Mike gets his walloping in this episode that sends him right to Mexico. Oh, I if you remember this. he got sent to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a wall- so he goes back at that same street with those guys. And this time he's really trying to pick a fight and then they, they get the better of him and they they wallop him and he awakes in mexico somewhere in mexico and is this is this mostly triggered by Werner's death is that is, is that really yes i mean that's what that's what that's what that's what, that's what the implication is yes because he's guilty yeah. over shooting yep. Werner over um, a job 
Okay. So here you go. Next yep. episode, Dedicado a Max. Okay. Dedication to Max. Let's title the next one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Gus's memorial thing. Yes. That's all I'll talk about very, very first thing this episode. Is. Yeah. Mike wants this, to leave, is... but he has to yeah. heal. Gus visits and he reveals he keeps this little village town Oclove or whatever he doesn't tell them of his dealings as a you know drug lord or whatever um but he keeps his place as a memorial doesn't say it but and mm. we can assume to max uh for those yeah. of you that don't know that was his former business partner that is the whole reason why he wants revenge at you know donnie mm. Laudio and co uh because Pro- they probably shot more probably more than just a business partner i, I, I think it, that, right? that's the insinuation yes yeah yeah so uh, anyway, though, he convinces Mike, you know, you've been drinking, you're estranged, come back and be a soldier, right? Revenge mm-hmm. fuels me uh, against the Salamancas, you know, help me out. And yeah, you know, do you, mm-hmm. there you go. I think I'm missing an argument in there somewhere, but that's, that's the gist he gives to Mike. That's the gist he gives Mike. And, and it seems yeah. to work enough for Mike that Mike will just take it. So. But we'll go with that. Yeah, because he appeals to something in Mike too. It's not just about revenge fuels me. It's like something about you as well. But I can't remember what it is. Well, I don't know. In either case, uh, which by the way, by the way, quick, quick, quick tangent that it, 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 Mike drinking and it's not as long and it's not as substance abuse as Jesse did, but it's similar to what Jesse was doing for a bit. And if you remember in Breaking Bad, they actually made um, him go under the wing of Mike. Like yeah, to go on jobs with Mike and stuff. So I, yep. there's, there's, there's some, th- you know, through line there. Ish. Interesting. But, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, uh, he shows the construction team what's what multiple times. Just a lot of things. You know, we can't start construction here. You guys got the wrong address. There's historical items here. Radiation. Look, there's look at Jesus burned on the house a bit. Yeah. There's, there's uh. so many reasons <laughs> why you can't they can't start working on this house over and over and over again and kevin is so upset about all these setbacks you know that crooked jimmy kim why why are you with that guy that's whatever it's okay they're they're trying to they're they've he's reasoned um and this is i think last episode i'll tell it to you now i guess but he's reasoned that uh you know kim was forward with the conflict of interest but kevin reasoned that they actually purposely hired jimmy to get kim off the case uh, because Ackler knows how good Kim is, so we we can't oh. we can't let you get off this case as a conflict of interest. I I I understand it. It's fine. Proceed working on this because you're you're a good lawyer, Kim. They're trying to they're trying to get you off the case. So <laughs> that's, right. that's why okay. that's why Kim's still in the case. However, yeah. Rich, who is um, the Striker, right? Striker. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I don't know how to say his name. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the firm Kim works at. Speaks with Kim. And wants her off Mesa Verde for, for the time being, uh, because that's how he kind of feels about it, right? Even if Kevin's okay with that conflict of interest, Rich doesn't say it directly, but seemingly he's not okay with it, and maybe he suspects something's awry with Jimmy doing all mm-hmm. these things. So he walks off, and Kim confronts him in front of everybody in the office. That you know, are you? What are you insinuating? Are you insinuating I'm, you know, doing something wrong for my client, right? And kind of you know, yells this publicly and she's allowed to stay on the case, which allows it. And mm-hmm. so she stays on and we end off the episode at the uh, old good old fashioned nail uh, parlor where Jimmy and Kim use Mr. X. He goes by 
Now, do you remember Mr. X at all, Mr. Sal? I do not. Mr. X is Steve Ogg. Stephen Ogg. He is, some people might know him. I think he plays the Grand Theft Auto 5 character Trevor, but also he does, what's it? He was the person, if you remember him earlier in the series, when Mike goes with the one guy that sells pills to Nacho, he buys a Hummer and stuff later. Yeah, yeah. He's in the comedy. Colin, yeah. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. From, uh, from what we do in the shadows. Yes. So if you remember, when he first got hired by that guy, there were two other guys with him. And one of those guys was had so many guns on him. I remember that. Okay, yeah. That guy? That guy's Mr. X. Oh, okay. He comes back. He's here for the scene. And he comes in. Um, he's he's worked as a PI. He's working as a PI for Jimmy. He's already got some dirt on Kevin. So, oh, well, not... So Jimmy's hired him to get dirt on Kevin because he tried to get uh, Mike, but Mike was unavailable. Mike said he, he can't do it. He's unavailable because he's in Mexico. So he gets Mr. X to do it. And Mr. X has been thorough. He found nothing, but he did sneak into his house, took the picture of some documents, but nope, Kevin's clean. He's got like a DUI from like 30 years ago is about it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. nothing on him. But from the documents uh, Mr. X take a, took a photo of, Kim notices something and she smiles. They've got something on Mr. They've got something on Kevin. Okay. So something's been gotten on him. Uh, it's Kim, right? You said Kim, Kim's, yeah, Kim's the one that notices it. I mean, I'll tell you right now, they notice a copyright infringement of the logo. Okay. She noticed that's that. That's right. Yeah. They, they noticed that they, he can't be using the logo. He's the way he's been using it. So, or at least that's right. he noticed, she noticed, I think, a picture. Anyway, we'll see. So she notices that it's copyright infringement, the logo. So we move on to the sixth episode, Wexler versus Goodman. Very good one, Mr. Sal. Uh, well, anything on the fifth one? Anything on the previous episode? No, that's, uh, yeah. I'm good. Okay, then sixth one. Uh, this is the one where we start off with a Kim flashback as a kid. Oh mom, my gosh, that's right. The bar, the cello. Drinking, she's a cello. She's yep. says, fine, I'll walk home. So yep. we get that. Uh, Mike comes back up from Mexico. He's officially Nacho's handler. Uh, and after, you know, they're left alone, he kind of learns of Nacho's struggle that he has with Gus over his father. And he sympathizes a bit with this, um, yeah. but tells him, you know, we can take care of it once Lalo's taken care of. So he's kind of pushing it to the side for now, but he does sympathize with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim apologizes to Rich and Rich accepts it and just makes he, he, he just makes sure he wants he does he his all he cares about is not to do that type of stuff in front of as he puts it the troops so he yep. cancels his next appointment and he tells kim you're gonna go to lunch with me and everyone's gonna see it so they go yep. to lunch and everyone's gonna see it so yeah there you go uh jimmy pranks howard once more by sending prostitutes to his lunch to get their <laughs> money from howie yes so he does that. I, I do remember that yes <laughs> <laughs> come on howard. i remember like everything that goes on with howard like <laughs> in the entire series <clears throat> i've i don't know why i love howard i think i, it's, I love that character uh, howard grew on me yeah i mean the more yeah no you you learn howard's like not really that I, basically when you learn he's not the reason jimmy's not getting hired at hhm yeah. uh, yes I, I like howard basically yep same here yep anyway Jimmy's producing some sort of commercial about Mesa Verde on the behalf of Kim. Something, well, something against Mesa Verde, but Kim's idea. However, Kim calls it off in fear that Rich is on to them. And, you know, let's just, let's just not do this. We'll settle. Um, you know, let's, let's just agree on some. Well, 
Let's get Mr. Ackler will agree to $75,000. Okay, good. We'll see what we can get and I'll cover the difference personally and we'll just square this away. And Jimmy agrees to that fine, 75,000. That's good. We'll just see what we can come to in negotiations and we'll cover the difference. So, we get to talks, okay? So, the conference room, Rich is there, Kevin's there. Um I forgot the other lawyer's name, but she's there and Kim's there. And Saul comes in. Um now everyone's ready to make a deal. They start their price starting bid forty thousand. Do you know what Jimmy's uh, counter offers or counter no. bid? How much? How much? Ackler, Ackler wants four million dollars to leave his house. Four million. <laughs> and they're outraged. And he goes, "Okay, wait, 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 wait." Completely unrelated. Here's this video, and he show he has a DVD or some sort of video. Maybe it's a VHS, and it plays multiple different commercial formats that are basically different class actions against makes severity that could be filed. Now they're all false on false grounds. Mm-hmm. And actually the commercials never mention makes severity, but it uses the, uh, their old commercial styles. It, basically it, it's pointed towards makes severity and it's not really allegations, but stuff to tie them up in court and that will ruin their brand image. Right. So right. that's what he's starting them with. He also tells them that he's filed an injunction against their logo because it's a form of copyright infringement. You know, here's the real person who owns the rights to the work. So they're going to have to cover up their logo and whatnot until, you know, they get that all sorted out. But anyway, this is all unrelated because that would be extortion or blackmail or something. That's illegal. You can't, <laughs> can't do that. So it's all unrelated and he leaves. And so after this, Kevin gives Jimmy a call, meets him in the parking lot. They kind of talk about it in some weird, well, Kevin doesn't, but Jimmy talks about it in some weird way of, oh, let's imagine a world, blah, blah, blah. And eventually they shake hands on Ackler agreeing to apologize to the person whose artwork he um, copyrighted, fringed on, apologize to Ackler, give Ackler 45000 and give the artist 200000 And he shakes on it. Oh, and also he can't build on that lot. He will build on the second lot he has in that area. He will not build right. on Ackler's home. Ackler keeps the home. Okay. So they shake on it. And it's done. So yeah. Kim comes home later that day and she is very upset. She, she, she's very upset because she felt she was the sucker in the sense that Jimmy That's right. hid it from yes. her. And that, you know, but Jimmy claims he kept her out of the loop to protect her for plausible deniability because she was scared yep. Rich was on to her. But Rich, Rich didn't question her at all after that because her emotions were genuine and, you know, yep. she really didn't know. So Kim makes this question their relationship that, you know, it must end like this. We can't go on like this. Jimmy, you're always going to keep lying to me in this possible deniability stuff. But Mr. Sal, do you remember what they conclude to what they reason out? Um, no, they reason. The only, the only, the only solution Mr. Sal is to get married. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) They have to get married so that way they don't have to testify against each other. Uh, Before we get to the next episode though, I will say, uh, this episode does end with Lalo getting picked up by the police. Uh, and how that comes about is Mike uh, goes to a witness uh, that's seen the Fred incident. And that's the stuff from the um, what, what, money gram. The, the, yes. Yeah. When he climbed over the. Yes. yes. His, his first yeah, big okay. jump. Yeah. His first big fall. Yep. Jump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that whole bit, the whole Fred incident uh, there, there, he talks to a witness there and base it talks to her on as if he was a PI working the case mm-hmm. um, shows him, you know, oh, did you recognize any sort of like 
what would that be called? Type of car, a muscle car, old car, whatever the type of car Lalo has. You recognize it? She's like, no, I don't. It shows her photos, kind of almost coaching the witness a bit. And she goes, oh, I do recognize that actually. And basically goes, you know, I'm a PI. I don't want the credit. The family just wants closure. If you could call it in and just say you remembered it. I don't need the credit. Just that way they can solve the case. I'd appreciate it. And she does that. She calls the investigators, lets them know about the info. And later in the episode, then uh, when Nacho gives Mike the word, he goes on the police radio and calls in Lalo's car's uh, plate number and the location of where it is. And cops come and that's when they pick him up and bring him into custody. That's how the episode ends. Okay. So they picked up Lalo. That's per uh, Gus's plan. So, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything on that, Mr. Sam? No, uh, no. I have a totally off shoot then. Off topic question though. All right. Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah, how Hector got uh lost the ability to walk and talk. Nacho uh snuck. So okay. So I remember this was like so nacho had snuck so hector had taken his heart if something with his heart i think he had heart pain but some some yes something was yep. wrong to so take pill up you know pill to help you know with that and what nacho did was he replaced the pills with pills that did that to him i think i i think the intention was to kill him but it didn't kill him uh and so that's that's what nacho did nacho did it for fear of his father because Hector was yeah. going after his father. So that's why that's why he did that. Okay. But the pills did it? The pills or he did fell, it. the pills did it. Okay. I think it was well, maybe maybe he took the pills, collapsed, and then and then that's what caused it. But it was the yeah, okay. but I mean Nacho not Nacho doing that to him is what caused it though. It was Nacho's fault is, is why he that, that happened to him. Whether whether okay. it was the pill like the pills themselves caused it or the pills he took in a fall caused caused it. And this is how Nacho got connected with um with Gus, right? Because yes. Gus was Gus resuscitated. Gus, Gus saved was, Hector. Gus saved Hector and then also Because he wanted to be the one to kill him. He did, and he also there there was a re it, he could not hide the pills immediately. And I, I actually don't remember how Gus surmised that um, Nacho poisoned him, but I could probably figure it out and breathe. But he does surmise that Nacho is the one that poisoned him. And then, yeah, makes him his, you know, he's like, you are mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. that's, and that's why he's under Gus's thumb. Okay. So that's that whole tidbit. Uh, All right. Huh? Are you in terror, Mr. Sal? I don't know what that means. Like termite terror? Terror? Termite terror? Yes. That's the uh, seventh episode of Better Call Saul. I don't know why the title's termite terror. Uh, okay. No, I, I have no idea. And I'm not I am not scared of termites. Well, Mr. Sam, the episode begins off with uh, Jimmy and Kim getting their courthouse wedding. Uh, that way, they don't have to testify uh, against each other. And now they can have an open policy starting now between the two. Okay, no, no need to hide anything. Uh, at home, Jimmy reveals he's done. Car- he's doing cartel work right now. He's trying to get someone on bail. Uh, that's going to be Lalo. But he re- he reveals this to Kim. Yes, to Kim. That you know he has to get Lalo bailed. But it's nothing. It's not serious, and it probably won't even happen. Is, these charges are so difficult. There's no way. But should he get bail? 
apparently according according to lalo jimmy will become a friend of the cartel which means money and power which yeah that might be good for us right if we, we you know that's a lot of money so mm-hmm. jimmy's pretty excited about that meanwhile uh kim kevin and rich have a bit of a meeting about the terrible you know stuff that's happened with the ackler situation and whatnot and you know with what jimmy did and Kim kind of speaks candidly, you know, she speaks her mind. Well, at first they apologize, they leave. Then uh, they leave unknowing if Kevin will continue using their legal services. So Kim actually just comes back anyway and speaks her mind, right? Expecting that Kevin's going to be done with them, that, you know, hey, you know, I, I, Kevin, well, you might blame us. We have advised you so many ways to avoid this, like, you know, choosing a different lot, doing this, doing that, but you did it all anyway. So yep. there you go. Anyway, and all Kevin, all Kevin has to say is, you know, that is that all? Okay, good. Great work. Come back Thursday. So Kevin, she's Kevin's still happy to work with uh, Kim. So that's noteworthy. Kevin is still yep. willing and happy to work with Kim because of all the good work they've had up until that point. You know, they've had, I think, open 26 branches under kim or something they stated during that so things are going well <laughs> so things are going well anyway okay. the, the big part of this is jimmy is uh brought on to get lalo out on bail uh yes lalo's still calling shots from jail um such as he demands bring down the los pollos hermanos one of them uh and so mm-hmm. they hope to get him out of jail so that way they could maybe you know take care of him and to do that basically to to get him bail mike helps jimmy by telling him there might be potential witness tampering on this one witness that a pi may have talked to aka mike that caused them to change their um you know stance so point that out jimmy does point it out the witness admits it and so now they'll give him bail they give him bail for seven million dollars uh thanks to that since yeah. that was uh, the ironclad reason of how they even caught Lalo in the first place. Right. So $7 million bail. That's no problem for Lalo. That'll work. You'll just have to go pick it up. Uh, Jimmy. So, yeah. And the episode ends with Gus helping Nacho burn down the Los Pollos Hermanos for appearance. Oh my God. That's this what... is the coolest. This is where he let the frozen chicken slide yep. into the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that is awesome scene. Oh That's awesome. I love it. Except what if it like slides immediately? Yeah. <laughs> well he's done this a lot before the saying this he's done a lot of insurance claims yeah yeah so anyway we move on to bagman okay out of the season mr sal okay there's actually not too much to go over because it does it does sum itself up pretty quickly lala wants jimmy to pick up the seven million but Jimmy does not want to. And actually Michelle you probably don't remember this correctly because I I watched it I was like wait what that's how it went Lalo demands Jimmy to get the money. Jimmy goes, no, I, I don't want to. And Lalo just goes, okay, I'll get someone else then. And he goes back to reading the paper. He's happy to see like that the Los Pollos Hermanos burned down. Yeah. And, he, and he's willing to let Jimmy not have to get the money. He's okay with that. But Jimmy changes his own mind and is willing to do it for $100,000. And Lalo accepts that. Yeah. So he wasn't even forced to do it, which I... Did not remember this part. So that, I forgot that as well. Too. It's not like while I was strong arming him, he wasn't. Hey, a... I got I had a question for you. Shoot. The um the burning down of the Los Pollos Hermanos. That's because that was not, um 
so that Nacho could stay in Lalo's good graces. That that was because Nacho had demanded it from prison. He, they, no, they La- Lalo. Lalo had demanded it, right? Lalo had demanded it be done, and okay. so Nacho did it. But he told Gus, and Gus helped him do it. But yeah, for Pianza's yes. sake, and yeah, yes. in the yes. end, it did up his reputation with Lalo. So yeah, and yeah. well, well, and while Lalo's in, he's still calling shots from prison. But yep. uh, he uh, Nacho okay. says something along the lines that now he's in charge too. Like he's Lalo's expecting Nacho to pick up some other stuff that you know he can't yes. do. So gotcha. So Lalo trusts okay. Nacho. All right. So sorry to interrupt. We can no, get back to Batman. Man. So uh, Jimmy tells Kim that he will be getting this money for the cartel. She hesitates. You know, is, is this safe or what is this? But she has a feeling he's going to be all right. So he goes. We meet the twins. He gets the money. And uh, he gets robbed for the money. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. Sniper Mike <clears throat> saves the day. Uh, except they, uh, well, he saves the day, except they have no working vehicles. And one of the um, perpetrators gets away. So they have a very yeah. grueling time trekking through the desert to stave off the marauder. And this Mike was there because Gus sent him there. Gus sent him there to, yes, to just to make sure it all went well. Yeah. Because Gus wants Lalo out of prison. Why? So uh, this this will actually be explained next episode uh, okay. as to why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well okay. Well, I, I guess with it. So Gus wants him out of prison because he knows then. Because okay, right now in prison, Lalo is still calling shots. Yep. That's not good for Gus. So he wants Lalo out of prison. If he gets out on bail from prison, he'll be forced to go back to Mexico. And from there, he can try, he can get rid of, uh, he can get rid of Lalo in much easier means. He can send a mercenary crew to get him. He'll be forced to go back to Mexico because he doesn't want to get prosecuted. So he's he doesn't want to get prosecuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is guilty of the crime. Yeah. He just got out on bail. So, yeah. You know. So, yeah. Just so he doesn't get prosecuted. Yeah. And also, he's going by a fake name. It's not even his real name. Uh, in the in the legal system so which he kind of jokes about that they'll figure it out but by the time they figure it out he'll be long gone to mexico so that's why all right all right so gotcha that that, that's why uh gus wants him out but we'll also learn i do you remember why the mercenaries came after the money no okay well you'll learn that (laughs) but anyway (laughs) but but anyway mercenaries come for the money mike stops them all they walk through the desert for a long time they even get the last mercenary that's still looking for them and yippity da da do they, you know, good for them. Uh, however, Mike, at some point when Mike and Saul are talking, we learned that according to Mike, right, Jimmy says that, you know, Kim knows that he's gone to get this money and stuff and she must be worried that, well, that means Kim's officially in the game. And she also yep. outs herself too, because I'm sure, maybe you remember, she actually goes to speak with Lalo in this episode. Yes. Worried yes. about where Jimmy is. And so yes. he speaks with Lalo, sees him in prison, and um, Lalo basically calls him, you know, Cucaracha, and, you know, he'll give him another day, and if he doesn't yeah. make it out, you know, what, what's another day if if he dies? So well, She's uh, in the game now. Yeah, she's in the game. She's in the game. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that. Okay. So that that's even that one, Bagman. Anything else on that? So I, I should well, I should note I liked Bagman when I saw it. you did not like it as much. 
Uh, that's correct. Yeah. And this is, this, but this episode, yeah, I, I owe a lot to this episode because this is kind of the episode that, that provoked us to start podcasting. So, uh, so I'm grateful for this episode and I, I, I can appreciate the cinematic uh, feat that it has accomplished. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful episode. It's, it's very well made. This is, I think the only episode that Vince Gilligan directed this season is he was not show running for season five of better call Saul. Mm. Uh, Peter Gould was on his own as a showrunner. Um, Vince Gilligan had stepped away because he was working on El Camino. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did come back to direct this episode. It's a very well-directed episode. It looks great. Everything's very good. It's just, uh, to me, it was a lot of trekking through the desert and, and that's basically I, I guess the what, conversation, what I guess the conversations between Mike and Jimmy are what really do it for me. I will say that yep. <clears throat> the stakes are a bit lowered when you know yeah, like, you do know that. Like, yeah. I do know. I do know that both these characters are going to make it. Like, I yes. mean, there's a bit of plot armor, but it's also like I objectively know they're going to make it. Yes, like, they're both in Breaking Bad, which yeah. means there's no real danger here. Well, that's part of Better Call Saul. That's part. Of, like, I I know that. Yep. Jimmy won't die. Maybe Gene well, that, could, but Jimmy that's won't. that's well, that's what makes Kim's character the most interesting character. Definitely, yeah. Cause where, because where where's Kim? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what that's the unknown. But like you know, like Jimmy can get into as much trouble as he wants. He's getting out of the trouble. Yeah, and the and the same thing for Mike. So it, that that's maybe one of the things that I didn't like about this episode was like you put these two characters in this high tension, very dangerous situation, which under normal circumstances would be would make me feel really tense watching it. But I wasn't because I know they're getting out. So. You know, both of them. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, one, we could lose one of them. It was they're I know they're both getting out. So the, the the danger and the tension don't play as well in that situation. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, we move on to the ninth episode, Bad Choice Road. Also noteworthy in this episode, they note that Tuco gets out of prison in eleven months or jail. So oh. that, that kind of there's a bit of a timeline there then. So that's good. But okay. th- so in this episode, I'll, I'll actually skip to this point really quickly. Gus surmises that the robbers were hired by Juan Bolsa, who's kind of, if you remember the kind of the business, yep. the, he's one of the co-founders of the cartel and he's the business minded one uh, between Donnie yep. Ladio, Hector and him. And um, who says that out? Gus does? Gus, because Gus understands that they were hired by Juan Bolsa, who understands that Lalo's a liability. Right. Juan uh, is trying to take Lalo out of the picture. However, he tried doing it in a way that was not as tactful as Gus because he does not know Gus's full plan. So Juan's point of view is Juan basically Juan doesn't actually want Lalo back in Mexico. <laughs> right. And uh, Gus doesn't want him here with him on this side of the border in New Mexico. Yep. <laughs> so yes. So they they both don't want <laughs> Lalo. Um, <laughs> so there you go. But okay. he plans right. to act on Lalo once he's back in Mexico, Gus. So his plan, if it comes to fruition, they should both be happy. He doesn't tell and, Juan this, but. Oh, okay. But he does tell Juan, I have a plan. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't tell Juan. So the, the way he surmises this is Mike comes to Gus and tells him that the, the mercenaries had a gang sign tattoo, shows him the tattoo. Oh, yeah. He looks at it and goes, I know these, these people were hired by Juan Bolsa. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he okay. surmises it, but he surmises that it's Juan. Okay. And, and, and the series has hinted that Juan Bolsa prefer. He, I mean, he actually is. He's told uh, 
he told Lalo and later in uh, this episode when or maybe it's even next episode when Nacho and when Nacho meets Donny Ladio and Juan Bolsa, uh, Juan seems to he, he shows favoritism towards Gus. That's right. Yes. So he seems to like Gus's as he was like, Gus is all business. He has no revenge or malice for what happened to Max. He's all business, Gus. Gustavo. Mm, that's, yes. That's good about him. Uh, obviously knows him very well. <laughs> yeah. So he's all <laughs> he's all business. So. And this brings up the topic of Mike wants Gus to cut Nacho loose, especially after Lalo's done. But Gus wants to keep him. Well, Mike, yeah, well, maybe he can stop holding a gun to his father's head, metaphorically, uh. and maybe even literally if it ever came to it. But <laughs> Gus, Gus, Gus would rather not. No, 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 we, we will not. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that contention goes. I'm sure that's something that will happen in season six. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Nacho is also another one. What happens to Nacho as well as Kim? So. Yes. Anyway. Yes, right. Nacho's another character that we, that we don't know the outcome of because Nacho's not in Breaking Bad, right? No, he's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So those those are, those are the two main characters that we don't. You know, I was. It's interesting. I was looking on the IMDb, and there aren't many characters who have appeared in more episodes than Lalo, actually, <laughs> and. He did. He came in at the end of season four. So he was in the last three episodes of season four, and then all of season five, and then whatever he's in in six. Yeah, I guess he should. Like what? Maybe like Nacho, Kim, Saul. Yeah. yeah those, maybe those... maybe um, Chuck. Yes, not by Mike, much though. Gus. So so. So it's Jimmy, probably less than ten. I see maybe ten characters are higher. Than I think he. I think he's eighth. It's they Jimmy are, yeah. and Mike and uh, um, Kim, Howard and Nacho are credited for every episode. Mm-hmm. They may not have appeared in every episode, but those five are credited in every episode. And then after that, it's Gus and then Chuck and then Lalo. So yeah, okay. he's number eight. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, Speaking of, uh, well, it's Jimmy and Mike, uh, they get back, they get to the service station, and they get their story straight, okay? So when Jimmy bails yes. out Lalo, he tells him that his car broke down, he walked alone in the desert because he was scared to hitchhike uh, mm-hmm. because he had you know $7 million, so he managed to get to a service station, and that's what happened. So Lalo thanks him, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know... He drank he his, his own money. tea. Yeah. That's well, no, he didn't say that. Yet. He didn't say, yeah, that's, that's later. later. That's later. Yeah. That's later. That's 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 still the secret he was keeping. You know. Yes. So he heads back to Mexico. He's ready to head back. So Nacho's taking him uh, to the drop-off spot, same spot by the well where Jimmy got the money. But Lalo realizes something. You know what? Actually, I haven't seen it. Take me back up the road, but slowly. Gotta. Where, where's this car? Where's uh? Where's Jimmy's car? And he finds it. He does a super jump down, and yep. he finds Jimmy's bullet-written car. Well, huh? There's bullets in this, and it got pushed off. Let's go back to Albuquerque. <laughs> so, <laughs> back they go. Not Mexico for now. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy keeps up his story to Kim, despite their agreement. Uh, he uh, he also warns that he should be the only contact with the cartel. He's the one in the game, not you, Kim. So he he's kind of defensive mm-hmm. about this. So don't don't ever do that again, Kim. But well, Jimmy's bathing. Uh, he tells Kim to go, hey, go check on my bag. Um, so so he's already lied to Kim once. He tells Kim to go check on the bag, see all the money he's earned doing this. 
She goes to yeah. look at the money, but also not finds that world's best lawyer's mug, which has a bullet hole right through it. Mm-hmm. And this makes her suspicious. So we've got one lying. Uh, the next morning, they both take the day off. Jimmy gets a call. You know, he has a client in trouble and he, he feels the need to go off. But Kim senses something is off. So she calls him out. You know, she calls him out for lying about the desert, but it's fine. She's not invoking their deal. No judgment, right? Surely a stressful thing. But Jimmy, mm-hmm. you can tell me, Kim, it's fine. It's okay. I won't, I'm not angry with you at all. And so Jimmy, he confesses that he had to drink his own pee, Mr. Sal. That was, <laughs> that's what he had to do. So, so be it. Kim goes into work too then. And uh, her, she goes into work. And you know what she does, Mr. Sal? Do you she remember? Qu- she, she quits. She quits hastily. She's out of there. Yeah. So yep, she quits. She's all pro bono now. So there you go. Because uh, she had been taking pro bono clients just for the heck of it, right? Yes, yes, yes. She was doing pro bono work because she yep. liked it. Yep. Yeah. That was that this season or, or last season? Last season she started doing it, yeah. Okay. So but she what has she been doing it all, all this season too, or not yes. really? No, yep, yep. Okay. She has been doing it this season. Okay. Yep. For very first episode, she was still doing it. So yep. So later in the day when uh, Kim and Jimmy are back home. Uh, Kim has the good news. She, you know, left her job full pro bono. Uh, Jimmy's worried about it. They argue a bit, but the door knocks, Mr. Sal. And as Kim goes to answer, uh, Jimmy answers Mike's phone and leaves him on in the background so he can listen in because Mike's outside with a sniper. Yeah. in. Uh, we're going to see how this goes. But Lalo has a gun and he wants to sit and talk. So since he paid good money for the story, he wants to hear the story. And Jimmy tells the story. Three times of what happened to him in the desert. Each time he gets a bit more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally Lalo kind of starts revealing, okay, fine. I found your car in a ditch. Um, Jimmy starts to like refute it, but he's starting to stumble on his words. And then Kim just picks it right on up. Yeah. You know, what's Jimmy done? He's been nothing but loyal. What do you want? Lalo cuts the chase and Lalo, you know, okay, I found his car in a ravine with bullet holes. Explain that one. And <laughs> That's nonsense, Lalo. Is that all? Yeah, you leave a soda can out in the desert and kids will come and shoot it off. Like, what do, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> a car. That's, that's nothing. Is that is that all? You need to get your house in order, actually, Lalo. If you if you can't trust your own people to bring your money to bail you, then don't even involve Jimmy in your operation. So <laughs> get your crap together. Jimmy does not lie to anyone. Does not lie. She says that. <laughs> that's exactly what she says. And yep. Lalo goes, okay. Fine. And he gets up, he leaves, he goes to Nacho, and you know what? We're going to Mexico together. <laughs> and off they go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yes. that's the end. That's the end of that yeah, one. No, that's, a, that's a that's a great episode. I I loved that episode. That was a really good episode. Yeah, because I yeah. remember you're the one who told me they, they do so much alluding that um Kim might die with the oranges and stuff. Oh yeah, with the yeah, oranges, yeah. yes. Because yes, uh, at one point she was using a squeeze. I didn't mention it that much, but um, Jimmy has PTSD from like what happened. She yes. does like a squeezer at some point, and yep. that like triggers him a bit. And, you know some other stuff, but yeah, so that's um, it's a big, it's a big thing uh, in film and and in uh, television. Citrus is a portender of death. Going back to The Godfather, um. Where well, I don't want to spoil the Godfather anyway. So. That's fine. Yeah. So, but yeah, because you know what that would be, Sal. If you spoil the Godfather, that would be something unforgivable. Yes, it would be. But by the way, that, yeah, I know that's the title of the next episode. <laughs> but um, 
but uh this this episode uh bad choice road might be my favorite one of the season there are I think a couple it's also others that people i that i might have to agree with you just because that yeah. uh i yeah it's really good it, it is an outstanding episode so yeah anyway um it is the tied for the highest imdb user rating with Bagman, the previous episode oh let's go yeah. yeah but both of those have a higher imdb user rating user rating than something unfor- unforgivable so it is something unforgivable i mean there's yeah we'll see so mike uh again he pleads his case to gus okay listen we could help get nacho out of mexico right we can cut and then cut him loose like it we shouldn't be leaving him out to you know dry out there but Gus would rather not play his hand. Plus, it would help to have an inside man for his mercenaries. Yes. See that. Meanwhile, so uh, this episode kind of splits into two bits. I'll, I'll just talk about the Jimmy, Kim, and bit of Mike stuff here. Jimmy's very worried after Lalo leaves. Um, so Kim and him get a hotel the next day, yep. ready to go to work because, well, might as well keep living. You know, what, are, what else are they supposed to do? Hide forever? You know, yeah. You know, I guess she she says, you know, we can stay vigilant, but might as well get back to work. Plus, I work in the courthouse. You know, it's not just cops all over the place. So Kim's mm-hmm. going back to work. Jimmy is haunted by the fact of Lalo. So he goes to Mike's house looking for answers. Eventually, you know, after badgering Mike, who doesn't really want to give up any information, you know, you're I'm not allowed to tell you that, blah, blah, blah. He sympathizes yep. for Jimmy once he shows worry. For something happening to Kim. So he, he assures Jimmy that Lalo will be dead within 24 hours time. He will be dead. So Jimmy's yeah. relieved. How good, how sweet. That's all great. Meanwhile, at the courthouse, Howard learns that Kim has left her firm. You know, she thinks that's kind of crazy. You know, gave what makes a verite. That's wow. Okay. Well, listen, I have to I have to confess something to you, Kim. Something's wrong with Jimmy. He's not normal. He's I offer I offered him a job and he's been doing these cruel things to me, these bowling balling my car, inviting prostitutes <laughs> to my lunch. He's all because I offered him a job. And it's it's it so he's unhinged. <laughs> Something's wrong with him. And all Kim can do is laugh <laughs> and laugh at him. And there that that that's how that goes. So poor, poor Howard, I guess. Oh man. So back at the hotel later at night when Kim and Jimmy are, you know, not home, but I guess hotel together. Uh, they think about ways to get at Howard some more. You know, it's a bunch of these little skiver ideas, making him go bowl somehow, doing some stuff. But Kim comes up with an idea. What if we did something so bad to Howard, like he lost his license or something so bad that HHM would have to settle on the Sandpiper case due to difficulty, due to internal difficulties, right? Because, you know, it's a hard case to keep going with. And Jimmy, since you brought them the case, you're entitled, your, your agreement, you're entitled to 20% of the common fund. And based on what Sandpiper's last offer was, they offered like $29 million and after all certain fees and the common mm-hmm. fund. Had, had HHM accepted Sandpiper's last offer, Jimmy would have received $2 million, And that amount has on, surely only grown. So if only, if we did something to Howard, that would be pretty good for us. But, you know, I mean, but, you know, that would be pretty good. So... Kim kind of, she kind of talking herself into it a bit. You know, she's saying with yeah. all this money, she could create her own firm, you know, hire some of the good people she likes from HHM uh, and offer, you know, millionaire quality pro bono work that an average person could afford. Uh, yeah. All, all, all from harming one person who's a jerk 
you know all this other stuff so it's it'd be it'd be great that's it's great according to kim but jimmy thinks mm-hmm. it's a jimmy thinks it's just too far this there's no way this is come on kim we, we could score scorched earth right yes yeah, yeah no this is scorched earth yes he does say that yeah but yeah. you know kim just you know, shoots him the finger guns and oh my god the bathroom. that that is to me just iconic that that that's that scene of her doing that is like, I, my jaw, I mean, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, oh my God, this is Kim's Breaking Bad story. That, that's that's what this is. This whole series has been. It's Kim Breaking Bad. <laughs> Big question marks as to where Kim is. But also, yeah. let's, finish, let's switch off this episode just because I've got just this all. The only the last tidbit is the Mexico stuff. So Nacho staying at Lalo's place. He meets and visits, you know, Don Eladio at his famous pool and Juan Bolsa. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes to Lala's compound, these people that work there that's all nice, and then later at night, when Lala's out by the fire, Nacho's there too, they're supposed to share a drink, Nacho goes inside, well he goes inside to actually get the drinks and he starts like a fake fire to distract Lalo and Lalo goes to take care of it, he opens the gate for the mercenaries, and as per instructions he just runs off to get as far away as possible Uh, Lalo manages to kill all the mercenaries (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he even gets the last one to call in uh, and state that it was difficult, but they got their target, aka Lalo. So, according to the world, Lalo is no more. Uh, Lalo told this last mercenary, you know, the mercenary was like, Oh, we don't know who sent us, you know, it was just through, we had a middleman, so we don't know. But Lalo, Lalo knows who sent them. And he seems very acutely aware because he looks at the the drink glasses poured for him and Nacho and how Nacho did not take a sip, nor is Nacho even around. That mm. they, like he's not dead on the ground or anything by there. He's very acutely aware that Nacho is missing. So seemingly knows yeah. that Nacho betrayed him. Yeah. And that is the end. So. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I was, I was uh that that might be why i'm not as high on this episode as i was on the previous one and i i I would agree in just terms of lalo managing to beat all these mercenaries is a bit you know the 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 thing is is, is some of it was okay but other of it i I don't know like i i I do actually like the bit so i don't know how well you remember this but he goes into his bathroom and he has a secret mechanism that pulls up his tub and he has a secret 100 meter like crawl space to escape outside and so he uses that, but I love the way they do this. He open, secretly opens up his bathtub, gets underneath it, goes to close it, thinks for a second, and then actually leaves it open, crawls yep. through the hatch, comes out the other side, comes back to the house, goes back down to the hatch, and shoots them in the back as they're trying That's to right. crawl down yes. the hatch. Which that part yes. I liked, but he did some other stuff for us. I don't know. But that that one I actually really respected the idea of like, yeah. the show that he thought about it. He went and went around, he flanked them, and it was like believable. I guess they tried to follow his hats, whatever. So yeah. but yeah, there's some stuff he did along the way of that. Yeah. I guess the other the other piece of this that that made me enjoy this episode less than the previous one is uh, to me, I like I, I would love to have seen the end be Kim with the finger guns. Like because that's just more. The other stuff is like, all right, yeah, this is cartel in fighting and shoot them up stuff. <laughs> but Kim putting the finger guns is what made my jaw drop this episode. I would have loved that to be the last scene. 
We'll see. We'll see who Lalo comes for and what Lalo's plans are now that he's uh, I don't dead. know. Now that he's dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> it must be scary to think that he's allegedly dead, not dead. So. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say for season five, or uh, I guess, uh, well, or or speculation on a season six that you want to stamp down? Well, I'm, mo- I'm, I mean, I'm pretty clearly most interested in seeing what goes on with Kim. Yeah, no, and, uh, the, you know, the, and the Gene stuff. So, so Gene and Kim are are where I'm most interested. I suppose to a certain extent, Nacho. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in Nacho. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, that, that's that's that'll be interesting. You know, I. Lalo, obviously, I would assume is going to die before the end of this because he's not in Breaking Bad. So, but, well, well, here's the thing though: in Breaking Bad, so the whole reason they made the Lalo character, do you know Mr. Sal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's is it's, that Saul when? So I guess I'll say for the listeners. So, yep. the very first episode of Better Call Saul, Walt and Jesse uh, need uh, Saul's services to help get Badger out of um, hmm. legal trouble. And they go to see him. It's not too helpful. So they kidnap him and bring him to the desert. And when they kidnap him, the first thing Saul says is, you know, he's basically apologizing. Sorry, Lalo, right? He's apologizing, yep. Lalo. And they took that and made this character ostensibly, at least the right. inspiration for the character. But what that, that happened in Breaking Bad, that right? Breaking Bad, yeah. But, yeah. What, but what that implies, though, is at least, so it, it means two things. Either Jimmy does not know whether Lalo has died, uh-huh. right? Or so it means he could have lived, but also could have meant he died and just Jimmy didn't know he died. Or number two, yeah. he did die, but Jimmy just now, you know, he was already told once he died, as we saw here. And then yeah. if he does come back, I'm presuming Jimmy will run into Lalo again. Yeah. What if he didn't die the second time? You know, he's been told he died again, but uh, I don't, is that true? I don't know. You know or, or just such immense fear from this character. But uh, maybe there's a universe where Lalo lives. Who knows? Nah, I, think, I, don't think, right. I, I don't think so either. Like, I would expect not for a character like Lalo to live. I don't think he he's going to live. But mm-hmm. you know, I, they, they do some creative writing sometimes. Maybe they'll find a way to him. Yeah, it could Unexpectedly be that somehow Lalo lives. We'll see. Yeah, it could be. Could be. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, so I guess I'm most interested in seeing what happens with Kim uh, and Gene. You know, um, definitely. Well, Lalo and Nacho are secondary in my mind, but. I can see why that's a draw as well. No, yeah, I I, I could agree with that. So mm-hmm. it's very same times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there is there anything else you want to say on season six, Mister Sal, in terms of something coming up or anything else on that? Because if not, we do have the second part. I, I think I think I'd I'd like to get into that second part. Okay, we can get to the second part, then, Mister Sal. Well, listeners, we had the Survive the Series for Ozark where we did a draft pick. I mean, technically still ongoing, so it's not done yet. We drafted characters who we thought would survive the series. It's a draft, so presumably the the characters that we thought would survive the longest we picked first. Well, we're doing a draft. We're not really doing a Survive the Series because it doesn't really work because there's about four characters that are kind of noteworthy (laughs) that we don't know what happens to. Like, yeah, we're Kim, Nacho uh lalo and gene <laughs> maybe we want to say gene too in there how and howard i guess howard yeah we can throw howard in there so it's not a lot it's not a lot so instead we're doing a recognition race now they've done already some cameos from breaking bad and so this is just basically who do we think 
could be additional cameos. So we're, we're betting on the fact that we will see these people again. If we see them, that's a point. Not yes. you don't get multiple points per person seeing multiple times. I should right, right, I should right. Iterate. But yeah, you know. So if, if for example, Walt's on the list, if we see Walter White, that's a point for whoever has him, and whoever right. whoever whoever gets the most uh, races will uh will win something. Now, to be clear, it, we have to actually see the character, or we could hear the character, or the character could be alluded to. Illusion is not good enough. We have to either see or hear them. See or hear, okay. Like phone calls, fine. I think phone calls are okay. acceptable. I like newspaper articles, not. Mm, newspaper article, I think, is fine. Oh, okay. Like if if it's, hmm, you can't. We can't. Okay, mm, man, I got me down a tricky route. I, so, yeah, because I think if we're gonna count newspaper article, then we should be, we should count like uh, Mike says to Gus, uh, the lawyer's working with this guy Walter White. You know, I, he makes this really good blue meth. If, and I, I think that should count if we're going to count newspaper articles as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, newspaper article counts if there's a photo. Like, oh, okay. we see, that's, that's what my head was thinking. So if we see, we, so we have them, to see or see, hear. See or, yes, that's it. See or okay. hear. Okay. Yes. I think that's fair. So if we just see the name or they're just alluded to, that's not good enough. Right. So if Mike, if Mike's just talking to Gus about Walt, but we don't actually see or hear Walt, yeah. then Walt doesn't get a point. Yeah. If he goes, there's okay. a guy that works at the uh, junkyard. He'll scrap this car. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, this old guy, um, he goes by Joe. <laughs> like yeah. That's not going to work. No. Okay. All right. But if we All see right. an advertisement uh, from old Joe and see old Joe, that'll work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So we, the, the ground rules are set. Okay. Who do, goes first? Do, do we have a do we have a prize here? Because I know what the prize is for Ozark. I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, we we got to come up with a prize here. We got to come up with it right quick because <laughs> right now I mean we could we could punt the Ozark prize and just re re renew it for another ten like same Ozark prize. Oh you're right yeah yeah we that's right we talked about doing that that that's fine by me. Okay you want to do that? Okay. Yeah so do do you want to tell the listeners yeah I'll explain so 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 the Ozark okay. prize and what this prize will be is for the next 10 weeks after um the victor so it basically as you know when we introduce the podcast if I'm the one introducing I'll say hi everyone you know my name's Kurt blah 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 um instead of doing that i a sample introduction don't take this because this is not true because i will win this <laughs> like i'll win the ozark one maybe but you're definitely uh, wins the ozark we'll see, one <laughs> we'll see here but you know so the, here, here's a sample reading of it i'm here with my co-host the greatest podcaster in the history of podcast a giant amongst ants a, the seer of series blank and then you, you say their name so basically you get a nice title at the beginning of every right. yeah. nice right. and that's... we're not allowed to invoke the fact that it's part of a bet. The other person can if they so feel too, but you must just call them that and you can't go, yeah. By the way, that was part of a bet. So that's if the host has lost the bet. Now, if the if the co-host has so for instance, for example, Kurt is the host of the Better Call Saul series. So Kurt is gonna run the show for Better Call Saul. I run the show for Ozark. So if for example, I uh, the, the co-host, not the person running the show, loses. They will then say at the beginning of every every episode for 10 weeks, as always, I'm glad to be here with the greatest podcaster in the history of podcasts, the giant amongst ants, the seer, the seer of series. Yeah. So it's the same idea, 
just we're giving each other a title. Yeah, giving ten weeks. Uh, ten weeks. So, so ten weeks for Ozark, weeks. and another, and then another ten weeks for Better Call Saul. Yeah. So, I do you remember who drafted first? No, in Ozark. Maybe you. Either. <laughs> of course, you say that. Uh, I said maybe. Yeah. I didn't say I knew. Well, remember, we're going to snake this. So, if I if you draft first, then I get picks two and three. Then you can draft first. You want me to draft first? Yeah. Okay, you're conceding the first pick to me. Yeah. Okay, I take Walt. Senior, senior, oh, not <laughs> I wanted Walt. Of course you did. Darn it. Okay. Well, that's fine. I will take uh, as my next two picks. Oh, wait. There you go. Whoops. As my next two picks, hmm, I will take Jesse. Naturally. And let's take Tortuga. That is not a bad pick at all. And... That is a really good pick. Um, I was hoping to throw Tortuga in there as a, as a sleeper later on. We should probably tell folks who is available. <laughs> Can you read through the list real quick? Yeah, sure. So uh, this is an alphabetical order. So we have Andrea, who was Jesse's ex, the, the mother of Brock, who is also on the list, but that's not alphabetically next. Alphabetically after Andrea would be Badger who is one of Jesse's buddies. There's Badger and Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete's on the list too, but we haven't gotten to them yet. Uh, next would be Bogdan, who is the owner of the car wash that Walter White purchased and used to work at. Then there's Brock. That's Andrea's son. Elliot and Gretchen, who were the Gray Matter founders along... Gray Matter, right? Yep, yeah, no, you're right. A- along, along with Walt. So it was the three of them that founded Gray Matter. Um, Holly who is Walter and Walter White and Skylar's daughter, an infant in Breaking Bad. Uh, Jane, Jesse's ex, who died choking on her own vomit as Walt watched in Breaking Bad. Jesse Pinkman, of course, needs no introduction. Is it Kubi or QB? This is, this is one I'm not clear on. Okay, and this is somebody who works for Saul, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's um, works for Saul Bill Goodman. Burr, the actor. Yeah, and this is, is this Huel's counterpart? What do you mean by counterpart? I think he worked with like, Huel. I know they helped bury the yes. money. Right, yeah, so they worked yeah, together, okay. he and Huel. Okay. All right. Um, Marie, which would be Hank's wife. Mm-hmm. Old Joe, the owner of the junkyard that uh, helped. He was in both Breaking Bad and in El, uh, El Camino. Uh, Skinny Pete, another one of Jesse's buddies. Skylar, Walt's wife. Ted, Skyler's, uh, Skyler had an affair with Ted. Todd, one of the neo-Nazis who kind of took over production and the end of Breaking Bad uh, and was featured heavily in El Camino. Tortuga, who, I mean, I know he was played by Danny Trejo. I know his head ended up on a tortoise, but I, I don't remember. I, was- I know Hank. He was a CI, I know, for the DEA. He was making demands. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it was in the DEA. It's when it's when Hank got promoted to board or yep. something. He was a CI or some sort. He, he was squealing to them. He was making demands to them. He wasn't really giving them much information. Uh, and then the the um the cartel learned he was you know, a squealer, and then they yeah put his put his head on a exploding tortoise. Okay. 
All right. Um, and then uh, Uncle Jack, who was Todd's uncle, Walt, Walter White Heisenberg, and uh, Walt Jr., Walt's son. So, all right. So I have Speaking. Dusty Tortuga. You have Walt, Mr. Sal. You're gone. Yes. Um, my turn. I get two in a row here. Huh. I will go ahead and pick Badger and Skinny Pete. This is, I, I had ranked all of these people and I'm going against my rank. That's, right what, now that's, to that's take what I'm them. thinking about doing too right now. Yeah. And I might, you know, I'm going to, I'm totally going to go against my ranking. I'm going to go with Old Joe. Oh. And here, let me just do this. You took Badger. I'm going to do Old Joe. And then. Who else do I want? Like, is there really? Are we actually really going to see this person over this person? Man, decisions, decisions, decisions. You know what? One in Rome, should I say? I'm going to (laughs) say Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack, really? I want to get to my list. So interesting. Okay, Michelle. I'm going to go somewhat against my list here again and i'm gonna go with skylar and marie oh hedging on the sisters hedging on the sisters yeah you know what i i was told myself i was gonna avoid doing this but you know what high risk high reward mr sal that's what i say all right yeah so i'm gonna go uh elliot and gretchen yeah they they kind of go together don't they Kind of do. I don't know if we've. I, mean, I think we've seen like just Gretchen before in <laughs> Breaking Bad. But right. I am going back to my list now, my original list. The, uh, these are people that I had originally ranked much higher, so I'm going to put them in there now. I'm going with the entire White family: Walt Jr. and Holly. Oh wow! You're you're hoping for a hoping for a gene scene there. Uh, I am. Well. Desperation. Well, I'm going to go with... I'll, I'll go back to my list, too, now that it's getting a bit more thinner. I'm going to go with Kubi. Kubi? I already forgot to say his name now. And, uh, uh, Bogdan. Bogdan. Would have been my last pick. I can't believe you even wanted him on this list. Are All you right, kidding um, me? No, I'm not kidding you. Are you kidding me? Well, okay. Well, go on with your pick. How have you... All right, never mind. How have I won? Um, nothing. How have I won? How have I won? Okay. Have I bested you already? And the <laughs> you've got the entire white family. I've got the entire white family. I think and that's a good move. You got the entire white family plus Maria and Jesse's friends, but I've got Jesse. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I am gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Andrea and Brock. Oh wow! I'm happy you picked those. I would have. Though I those aren't even who I wanted for. So that's, that's great. Well, good that's for you. Nice. We'll take Jane. I will take Todd. I'll take Ted. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay, Sal. That's I would a... not. I would not want your list. I would not want your list. <laughs> like I, this is a polarizing one. <laughs> like in the start of the series one, we both wanted the same characters in this one. Like. I want like I take Walt, Badger, Skinny Pete, and like maybe Maria, and that's it. The rest, the rest I could leave. The rest, you the wouldn't rest take Skylar? No, I don't think Skylar was going to show. So we wouldn't like her in the original break. I want to know how you took Uncle Jack fourth and Todd not until last. That's what I want to know. Well, you didn't take Todd either, so I, well, I don't think I don't think the neo Nazis are coming back into this. Well, 
I, I don't really think so. Well, I mean, with some combat stuff, maybe, maybe they will. But, the, I mean, I think Uncle Jack's more likely to come back than Todd because I feel like Todd was more learning the ropes uh, in Breaking Bad and kind of coming up a bit more. So I think if we did see the neo-Nazis, it would be Uncle Jack over Todd. I see what you're saying. See, I'm, see thinking, I'm, 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 I'm thinking so many gene scenes here. You are really hedging on G because Brock and Holly are both. No, yeah, I mean, Brock, Brock's still around. I mean, Brock is around. I mean, I'm, my thinking right. is like, if you see Skylar, you're going to see Walt Jr. and Holly. If you if see Andrew, you're going to see yeah. Brock. Yeah. And, but that's if it's a before scene. So you're looking. So you're. <laughs> okay. You've got, you've got your best. Well, I'm hoping we see Jesse, but not his friends. We also missed out on combo here, actually. I remembered that now, but no I don't way. know who combo is. Combo's Jesse's friend that got killed by the kid on the bike. Oh god. I remember forgot this? all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember we forgot about combo, but I guess he's the forgotten friend. So who's the guy who got crushed by the ATM? Who's that? I don't even know if that what the name was because I know that was that household. Um I don't know what I don't know what the guy's name was the when his wife crushed him with the ATM. Okay. I don't know. I am really hoping to see the squat cobbler guy again, Colin Robinson. <laughs> I don't think we will, but I'm really hoping we do. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping we see, so I'm hoping this here here's my ideal circumstance. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of hoping for I, I my, mine's a lot more of a wild one than yours. You're yours, you're 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 hedging on like the Walt fan or the, the White family, seeing Andre and Brock. You know, Skinny Pete and Badger kind of go together. Jesse's separate from a lot of them. Tortuga's separate. Old Joe's separate. Uncle Jack and Todd can kind of go together. Billy and Gretchen go together. Koopy's separate. Bogdan's separate. Jane's separate. Yeah, you got, you've got you cast a wide net. I've gone all in. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I hope, I'm hoping I'll pick up a few. You know, maybe, maybe we see like a, I'm hoping we see like a TV thing or something or maybe like something with Elliot and Gretchen and maybe we see something with like... so. No, it's fine. It is what it is now, actually. Never mind. I'm not going to try to rework anything. It's fine. So, okay. Well, Mr. Sal, it's been a pleasure with the this recognition race. I hope that more of my characters are recognized in yours because I want to... They probably will be. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the spirit, Mr. Sal. You should fight it till the bitter end. Even, <laughs> even when all looks lost. So unwavering and wearing amounts of confidence in your picks, Mr. Sal. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. I believe so. There's only one person on this entire list of 20 that's actually going to show up in the series, and it's Walter White. If it is, I'd be so sad. <laughs> Honestly, I doubt more than like, I, I bet you only like four of these characters are even going to show up. I don't think many of them will. You might be right. I don't think a lot of them will. I don't think they I, I I don't know. I just get the feeling. So, so the wall grab might be a good one. I'm hoping Tortuga will pay off. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see. And honestly, I'm scared it won't because I seems like being a lot of, from the away from the cartel stuff and just more towards Lalo and some other characters and yeah, you know, not as much Donnie Ladio and Juan Bolsa and whatever. So, you know, whatever. we got 13 episodes though. Yeah, it's it is. Long. It is 13. It's, it's seven 13. and six. Okay. Yep. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to see them. Well, those six episodes of Gene scenes, that's really good for you. For the Oh, man, I hope. <laughs> um, One can only hope. Anyway, Mr. Sal, you have anything else you want to say on Better Call Saul before? No, I'm excited. I, ho- I hope that uh, the listeners are, are excited as well. I'm sure they are. Otherwise, why are you listening to this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? So what, what, <laughs> what I will say is uh, our first Better Call Saul episode should release on the 21st of April. 
uh, it will be both episode one and two together since they're going to actually air on the same night on the 18th. So might as well just cover them together. So maybe it'll be a bit of a longer episode, but it's the way people are going to watch it and then listen to it. So we might as well. And we're going to watch them both at the same time, too. So we'll cover them both at the same time. But listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, we've already plugged Michelle plugged the, our episodes earlier in the podcast, but please leave us a review. Five stars always appreciated. Subscribe, you know, share the podcast. Uh, it's always if you want to contact us, show up at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening. You must be super excited. And remember, stay frosty.